Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 gigawatts. I am Peter and I'm joined by Matt to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. This is our show where we talk about new movies that came out and discuss them and some such. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Matt, save me. The, the intro's completely good at a rabbit hole. Yeah, here. no. I just, <laughs> at this point, we just mainly talk about the big blockbusters that are coming out. You know, time a superhero movie comes out, a Godzilla, you know, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Spider-Man came out, and it was, it was weird, because it was so soon after Endgame, I, I always knew it was soon after, but I kind of, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it, so it, it kind of snuck up on me a little oh, bit. Oh, it snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was dropping on uh, on a Tuesday, so... Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah. So, I was like, oh, people are seeing Spider-Man. Well, it's early. And I was like, oh, well, I wasn't planning to go until Wednesday. Yeah, because that's I, a normal day to see movies. I remembered it was coming this week, and then people were like giving their impressions on Tuesday, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What? Why? Why are people talking about it?" Because yeah. um, I'm used to going on a Thursday or a Friday. That's typically, mm-hmm. you know, when I'll go see a new movie. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it was out on Tuesday. But hey, uh, so yeah, we're gonna have Spider-Man: Far From Home. We'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you warning in the middle before we go into spoilers. So. Yeah, uh, obviously, I think we do have to give a kind of a spoiler warning for the MCU so far, though, before we talk about this, because so much of this movie mm-hmm. is built upon how Endgame shook things up. So, yeah, there's spoilers. the entire opening sequence yes. is catching you up. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's almost a previously on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so spoilers for Endgame and everything that came before, because we can't really avoid that at this point. I-, I think that's something we just have to accept that with these MCU movies. Every time a new movie comes out, the, the old movies Here's have to be... Here's my thing. If you're picking and choosing at this point, I have to ask you why. Because these are part of a bigger tapestry. Like, you can do what Connor does and just not see any now. You know? But like, if you didn't see Endgame and you're coming just to see Spider-Man, I'm curious... Well, that, yeah, that would be weird, but like you say, why, why wouldn't you pick it? You know, why wouldn't you see mm-hmm. everything as part of a larger tapestry? Mm-hmm. My answer to that would be Doctor Strange sucks, and that's why I won't see one of them. Yeah, but I mean, Doctor Strange, not Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a B tier, is what you're saying. There's the, there's the yeah, important tier. <laughs> and I know people could throw, you know, Ant Man and Wasp at me because I really like that movie, but at the same time, I'm like. This is the one right after Endgame. Like, if you didn't see Endgame and you're jumping to Spider-Man, not that I'm being accusatory or judgmental, I'm curious to your thought patterns there. Yeah. You know? Well, I could see someone seeing Endgame and maybe not seeing Spider-Man, because for them yeah. that was the ending of the story. But see, seeing yeah. Spider-Man without seeing Endgame is very weird. <laughs> yeah, especially that, you know, Spider-Man's an Avenger now. Like, since Civil War, he pops up in these in those big movies, so... yeah. So, you know. yeah, so far from home, uh, Peter and his class go on a field trip uh, to Europe. They're going around various mm-hmm. cities in Europe. And, uh, of course, these elemental beings show up. And, of course, Mysterio shows up to uh, to help mm-hmm. fight them. And he claims he's from a different Earth and he's here to, to save this planet. So it doesn't end up like his Earth. And yep. so I'll, I'll say this. We won't talk about anything that happens with Mysterio until spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I will say that, you know... I think most people who are familiar with comic books or even just can read a trailer basically yep. said get into this. I bet he's going to be a villain by the end of this movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and with degrees of, of, you know, I was shocked with how close, you know, you were able to piece together. If, if you know comics, 
Yeah. From from just the trailer, and not that I was disappointed by it. Um, there, like, you know, there's a couple of things that people were guessing from the trailer, which were technically right, but not for the reasons anyone thought they were right. Yeah. Uh, so again, we'll get to that in spoilers, but. Uh, so yeah, so Peter wants to be away from his, you know, duties. He's, he doesn't want to take his suit, although Aunt May, you know, packs it in anyway. He he, you know, he just wants to. He wants to. He's got a plan. He's going to talk to MJ. He's going to give her a gift, and they're going to kiss. And he's he's, he's prepping this all out. He's got it all planned. Yeah. Here's what I love about these so far. These two Spider-Man movies is they ride the line of teen movie and superhero movie perfectly, because as great as all the action, the Spider-Man, you know, save people take out the bad guy is I'm equally as invested uh, in Peter Parker and his relationships with Ned and MJ and uh, the teachers, which is Spider-Man in a nutshell, right? Like, yeah, to a point, I, I think for, for Chris homecoming was a big surprise for me. Cause I, I wasn't sure how to feel about getting homecoming and it kind of impressed me because it had such a good core arc for Peter, but it was also, all the teen stuff was arguably better than the actual superhero stuff. Uh, and I came out of that feeling really good because it felt like it really focused on just giving him a solid character. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie kind of continues that trend. Um, I'll, I'll you know, compare them more later when we can talk about the mm-hmm. full thing. But um, No, I, I was liking the relationships and was probably more invested in him you know, try to like ask out MJ that I was, you know, whatever was going on with these big CGI elementals, yeah. you know, throughout the movie. Um, not that that stuff wasn't fun, not that there wasn't good stuff there, no. but it was definitely yeah. the, the less compelling part for me. I, for, the, for the first time in a while, I was like, all right, let's, let's beat up these elementals so we can get back to MJ and Ned. Like, cause that, that little stuff in there was really entertaining. Um, yeah. Um, the, the, the character development for MJ on this one, uh, I I thought they're they're cribbing a little bit from uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Rec, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Ned and and you know him being in on Peter's secret and trying to balance that while all this craziness is going on, I thought he's a real fun, um, almost like the the Greek chorus in an, in an old Greek play, where he gets to comment on basically what the audience is experiencing i thought that was pretty fun do you know what i i like about this um or or or, or one of the things i liked about it is that spider-man homecoming i, I and this is not a fault of the movie itself mm. uh the, the trailers i felt they put out so many trailers that i felt like i'd seen the whole movie by the time it came yeah. out and there was one or two surprises don't get me wrong but it, it, this movie by the time i got up to like act two i felt like i'd seen 90 percent of what was in the trailers and i was like oh i actually because in homecoming mm-hmm. it was like how, how many like moments from the the boat for example in homecoming were in the trailers right. and that was like act end of act two like area of the movie Right. Whereas this, like, once it got out of, like, Venice and we'd seen, mm-hmm. like, most of the first Mysterio fights and stuff with the Elementals, I'm like, I actually haven't seen anything from the third act. I would say there may be one or two small moments that, you know, could could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, because all the fighting with the Elementals, I feel like in the trailer was all in Venice. There wasn't anything yeah. from uh, the Czech Republic or London or right. any other places was- to go to. It was very much we saw like there's so there's four elementals in the movie. We saw two of them really in the trailers, you know, um, and we kind of got a sense of the other ones. So, uh, but I'm glad that they held on to some of these, because um, kind of at the end of the day they're kind of big generic monsters, but 
but it's how Peter, you know, like like the one in Czech Republic was the fire one, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and how he deals with, you know, how does webbing interact with with molten lava? You Not know? well. Like, <laughs> no, and so so I like that, and it wasn't just you know a replay of of the water one. I, to, I mean, to be fair, the webbing didn't do much against the water one either. <laughs> just kind of went. No, but it. <laughs> it's a completely different thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but but no, I. I did like a lot of that, and I like that the structure was very much um, A to B to C. Like, oh, now we're in Prague, and now we're in, you know, it felt like we were on this trip with the students. So, it was nice. Yeah, um, also, obviously, Nick Fury and Maria Hill are in there in kind of fairly major supporting mm-hmm. roles. Uh, yep. more, than, more than I may have expected, actually. If you just told me, oh, they're going to be an experiment, I was like, oh yeah, they'll have a, they'll have a scene or two, whatever. Uh, but there's actually a decent amount of them, um, and there's definitely stuff in here that kind of deals with Tony's death, and that's like a big running theme in the movie is the aftermath of Avengers Game and Iron Man dying. And I think what one thing I will say after watching this, and I think this movie works very well, and I think it worked in the last movie. I will say that I think movie number three. It needs to have a villain that doesn't, in some way, be inspired or use the technology that's, or come from Tony Stark's past. It has to be something from, that's more personally Peter, I think. Yeah, that's my main problem with this one is that they're turning Spider-Man into Iron Man Jr. Hmm. And and uh, as nice as that is with how the MCU plays out and how much of an impact Stark had on on Peter and him being Spider-Man, I I do. You know, I don't want to give anything away before spoilers, but yeah, let's just say that the villain does have to do with Stark in some way, and even more so than Vulture did, because when you look at Vulture, you kind of understand his blue collarness with Hmm. Stark in here. This is a little bit more in in depth, and we get to see some moments from uh, uh, Iron Man movies past pop up here, which I thought was a little bit too, I don't say too far. It was a little bit too much. I was like, well, this is just an Iron Man villain now that Spider-Man's fighting, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it actually works quite well in this movie, but I do think that going forward, because, like, the, the feeling that he's Iron Man Jr., I think is something that we can actually make a point of overcoming in the third movie. Like, the idea that mm-hmm. it, it's not just that we need a big hero to replace the void that uh, Iron Man, right. le- you know, left. It's that, no, he still has to be his own. He still has to be Spider-Man instead. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that I said after seeing this is that I kind of felt like this movie and the last movie operate as a two-movie prologue to what I would consider the main Spider-Man yeah. part of the story, if that makes sense. And yeah, because each each movie we get, he's a little bit closer to the Spider-Man that we're well aware of from the comics. You know, you know? I don't want to. I'll say what they are in spoilers, but there's a few yeah. things towards the end of the movie where it's like, oh, he's he's finally doing this. Oh, and this this yeah. element's been introduced and. To the point where I'm like, oh, if, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with five of these movies and that these two were a prologue and then there's like a trilogy of like, no, now yeah. he's like full on Spider-Man uh, doing what we think of as Spider-Man doing. Because what, one of the big things, of course, that I said in Homecoming, which I thought was really smart, is that he wasn't swinging through Manhattan from skyscrapers. He wasn't swinging that high. He was doing little buildings. He was in Queens. You know, it was all very low key. When he went up to the top of the Washington Monument, he was like scared and went, I've never been up this high before. This is mm-hmm. terrifying. You know, he I was like, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, I like in, in the one. the natural evolution that we're kind of going through with with like how mm-hmm. how big his stuff is, and that's why you know that line that's in the trailer where 
he's like, I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And Nick Fury yeah. was like, bitch, please, you've been to space. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, because because the arc of this movie for Peter is very much, no, you're on a bigger stage now, and you you think you're not ready, and you're doubting yourself, but you yeah. actually like it's time to step up. Um, yeah, he's ready for the for the show. Like uh, in baseball, you go through this system, right, where you get drafted, you and you play, and you know the better you are, the faster you get to the big leagues, and that's where Spider Man's now in Triple A, you know, and and. <laughs> And Fury's giving him the calls like, no, you're coming up. And Pete's kind of like, well, no, I like being in AAA. Like, <laughs> you know, just leave me here. And I like that dynamic here. Yeah. So, so I haven't been scared of his own potential. And, of course, he does mess up. And, of course, he'll try to fix those mess ups in black. Because it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man messes up. That's part of the character. We have to yep. just go with that. Uh oh, there it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It was coming, all right. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, are, are we going to talk about what they named the snap, the new name of it, or is that a spoiler? I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say they call okay. it the blip. Yeah. Um, because they didn't know Thanos snapped, right? That's like Avengers stuff. Avengers yeah. know he snapped. Yeah, but, the public don't so, know that. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that the public has this name for it now, and that everybody blipped out and then come back five years later. And I like how they address that here because coming out of Endgame, uh, I was like, wait, so what does this mean for the people that have returned? And they address it right at the front, which yeah. I thought was real and fun. They address it in multiple ways, which is really nice. They, you know, like, they address, okay, the fact that this happened, and then they address the fact that, okay, all these people, specifically at this age, came back mm -hmm. and they're like 16 again because there, like, there was like a complaint at the start from them where they had to start the school year again, even though they'd already yep. gotten to like midterms, and that didn't yep. seem very fair. Um, and they also address the fact that some people have siblings now that were younger that are now that are older, older and bigger. Um, they address the fact that it was even a, a fun little joke at one point addressing the fact that all these kids have IDs now that technically say they're 21 or older when they're mm -hmm. actually, you know, whatever age. Still 16. Yeah. Yeah, because five years. Um, um, so so there's a lot of neat little ways that it kind of addresses that. Or even there's a little, little simple one with Aunt May where she talks about how she went back to her apartment and mm -hmm. so, someone else was living there. And I'm like, yeah, like all these neat little things that just build a picture of what the world was like the days following yeah. coming back. Like everyone and, was back and it was like, how do we deal with this? What's going on? And I was so relieved that, that May got blipped because I, I didn't like think of her not knowing what happened to Peter. Oh, yeah. Like, so the fact that they both went out, I was... I mean, don't get me wrong, there is a cynical side here where you can joke that every major character in Spider-Man seemingly yeah. blipped so that they're all the That's same age. Weird. Yeah, yeah, just so that they're all the same age still for the next movie. It's a little bit yeah. of a cynical story, you know, yeah. easing thing, but, you know. I'm I'm curious to what his love interest is up to. Um, what was her name in the first one? Uh, Liz, I think. Yeah, Liz. Well, if she got blipped or not, and what she's up to. I don't think so. Yeah. I think she, I think we're going to see her in the next movie, and she's, like, graduated college, and... Yeah. <laughs> also, um, if, if the prison... So does is that like if you get blipped in your prison, say you're you're the vulture? Oh yeah. Does that go towards your your time? I have or... to imagine they don't count it. Yeah, right. So if we're not counting it for the drinking age, I feel like we're not counting it yeah. for prisoners it's getting so like, time off the sentence. Yeah, so he's in he's still in there regardless of you know the blip or not. Um, but yeah, 
It was, I thought it was real funny because it's done with this, um, like school news announcement style and it's so amateurish. I love it. Like, well, I, I think at this point we'll give the spoiler warning. We can start working through the, okay. the movie uh, in a bit more yeah. detail. So, uh, full spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home from this point on. Um, so yeah, kicking off uh, outside of the little prologue scene with like uh, yeah. you know Mysterio first showing up in whatever mm-hmm. country, um, we have uh, an in memoriam video for all the people who died in the Endgame yeah. with "I Will Always Love You" playing over it. Yeah. and it is the most cheesy ridiculous thing ever and it's because this was established in the first the first movie that the kids have mm-hmm. like a a school news thing that plays over the tvs yeah. in the halls um and it's betty brandt and the yellow dudes and they're uh-huh. talking about the snap and the blip and you know yeah. what's happened um, the different things and you can see the boom drop in a couple yeah. times the bad edits and, and random you know push-ins and uh, definitely feels like a, a high school classmate. Yes, yes. I, I I love um when they get to have fun with that stuff and intentionally do things bad. Like how how do yeah. we make this look amateur? Oh, this is how we do it. Uh, well, and and so when the um in memoriam comes up, I was like, this looks like one of those really bad slide presentations from YouTube that pops up every once in a while. It looks like a screensaver. Yeah, and then so once you get into it and you realize it's the school, it's like, oh okay. Uh, but yeah, a lot of little fun. Like you can tell, John Watts is having fun. Yeah, uh, with the, with these movies. And there's a lot of great gags set up, you know, because Peter's got this plan to sit next to MJ in the plane, but the other guy who's clearly after MJ as well, and uh-huh. he tries to get get someone to switch. The guys like Ned, can you switch seats? And then the teacher who was in the first movie, who who still had the funniest lady in the entire cinematic universe of 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 this this franchise, right? The funniest line is still from Homecoming. It's still. I'm glad a kid didn't die in that field trip again, yeah. right? That pausing it's, again is the funniest moment of this entire again. universe. I'm standing That's, by yeah. it. He's pretty good in this one too, talking about his wife that left him during the blip. No, pretended to pretend yes, to blip, but actually just I mean. ran away with the pool boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, oh man, that's like the story of the guy that, you know, was cheating on his wife and then 9-11 happened and he happened to work in one of the towers and the wife calls and asks if he's okay. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm at work. Everything's going fine. Because he had no idea oh. what had happened. Yeah. Pretty bad. Well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword on the one hand. You survived. Yeah. I mean, you could have been dead. Right? But he was, he was you know, up in, in Connecticut with his, his mistress. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty bad. But that's, that's like her pretending to be blipped. But no, yeah. Martin Starr is pretty funny. I've enjoyed him in most things I've seen him in. Yeah, he's pretty he's funny. Just, but uh, he, he overhears him, he overhears Ned mm-hmm. talking about uh, Peter having an allergy, and he's like, "Oh, that's very serious. Let's let's yeah. move everyone around." And he Peter ends up sitting next to him, and you know, like it's a whole yeah. whole thing. And then uh, Ned ends up next to Betty. Yes. And MJ ends up next to what's his name? Uh, um, the, the rival, the other Brad. Yeah, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna find his name. Was it Brad? I feel like it was Brad. Brad. Yep, it's yeah. Brad. So MJ is up. So it's like the worst case scenario for Pete. And uh, he has this whole plane ride to, to Paris or to Venice to, to deal with this. Well, actually, a friend pointed out, I, I didn't realize this, but a friend pointed mm-hmm. out to me yesterday that uh, Betty Brandt is actually the, the, the kid from uh, The Nice Guys. And I'm like, yeah, Whoa. I thought, you, thought we went over this during Homecoming. 
Well, we probably did, but that was two years ago. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, well, no, yeah. And she's really good. I want to see her in more things because she's super good in The Nice Guys. Um, oh, she, she steals that movie. She's in that movie yeah. with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, and she steals that movie. Yeah. And uh, and she wasn't in Homecoming as much. Like, she, you know, very small role. Here she has a little bit more to do. Yeah, well, um, because her and Ned are an item for most of the oh, movie. Oh, it's so funny. That, <laughs> yeah. whole, that whole teenage cycle of, of dating... Yeah, um, he gets to the place like, oh, yeah, we're a couple now. He's like, what happened to the the bachelors in Europe plan? Well, yeah, that was that was, so the, that was like, the idea of a man, a boy. Now I'm a man. <laughs> well, the whole thing with Ned telling Pete, it's like, just forget about MJ. You know, we'll we'll, we'll be bachelors in in Europe, and it's gonna be a fun time. And then Pete wakes up from this this you know plane ride, and that's all off the window. Yeah, Ned's a spoken for man now. And, <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh dear. So, and then the flashiest thing throughout the movie is basically, oh, I love Spider Man. Oh, Peter, hey, Dick Wad. Like, that's basically his thing the whole, whole movie. Um, yep. Until one hint at the end that he's got a, a troubling home life where his mum doesn't show up to pick him up. Which you kind of, yeah, you kind of, that's that's always the story with those dudes. You, they're a little bit sympathetic. Um, I, I do wonder, though, too. if that's setting up stuff for him for the third movie. Like, they're going to do a little I, more with him. Yeah, I definitely think I, I like him. I hope, I'm, I'm hoping they don't do the what they've done in the comics with Flash, where he mm. becomes a soldier and all of that stuff. Because I like this jock version, you know, that that doesn't like Pete, but likes Spidey. And having him have more to do with Spider-Man, I think would be fun. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, you know, there are Veris, and, you know, again, there's some more teen romance stuff, and, you know, awkwardly mm-hmm. try to buy the, the right necklace and all that. Black Dahlia, <laughs> because of the serial killer. Um <laughs> oh my god again she's she's like april and i that sounds like a a complaint but it's not because it, it's this it you can have a lot of fun with mj yeah with this oh yeah no, i'm just like, zendaya is very good in these movies i liked her mm-hmm. a lot in the last one as well um yeah. i so i i've seen the greatest show or the greatest showman the the you know the a hugh jackman pt barnum movie and she's in it and i forgot that was her like she's so good she, like she melts into this part uh and we get to see her you know play up the awkwardness a little bit be a little bit more vulnerable through parts of this yeah um uh, so so you know elemental show up though um and mysterious shows up peter does help and try and fight in it or maybe more specifically helping civilians but he yeah. um does this in his civvies he's got his web shooters on him but he's yeah. he's ultimately just just jumping around, trying to hold towers up and things like that, um, as Mysterio's kind of showing off his his, uh, his skills. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, and we call him Mysterio because it's on the news. That's but it's the not, name in Italian. In Italian, He's yeah. He's mysterious. He's yeah, mysterious, and... so they call him Mysterio, and then it kind of sticks yeah. because basically Mysterio kind of likes that name. So he's like, call him Mysterio. Yeah, he's got a flair for the dramatic uh, akin to Iron Man. You know, he, he comes in at the right time. I was hoping they would explain the fishbowl they kind of didn't, because um, that—that's the one thing I always look at Mysterio character well, design and go. They don't. Have, that's the thing, though. They don't have to explain it. It's explained. No. He—he's literally got a costume designer, so it's explained by no. This is just the the design that this costume designer came up with. I, I get that, but I'm talking to the grand scheme of. I like in these movies where they kind of give a little bit of. This is why it's this way, and well, the actually, Mysterio no, design. They do kind of explain it. Now that I'm thinking about it. Do they? Well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Uh, by saying it, but 
Uh, later on, when he's not wearing the suit, but he's still controlling all the drones, he still has kind of that glass thing that's the shape of the fish helmet. Mm-hmm. So I assume that he's got that inside the actual fishbowl. Okay, that makes sense then, too. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. It's been almost a week since I saw the movie. Like, uh, um, But no, just yeah. the design of the comics always has been weird to me. I want to know what's going on with Stan Lee <laughs> and Ditko when they're like, we're going to give this dude a fishbowl and give him special effects powers. Um, hey, but by the time they got to create Mysterio, they probably created about 100 characters by that point. They were running out, they were running out of fumes. So, like, okay, what can we do now? Fishbowl. All right, go for yeah. it. Why not? Yeah. Um, so that said, they pull it off. Like, he, I, he never looks goofy in that costume, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, at this point in the movie, like, he, he obviously he's, he's pretending to be like this, this noble hero from this other earth. Nick Fury comes and basically kidnaps Peter, gives him the Edith glasses, which we're going to talk about, of course, which is Tony Stark's left him these fancy Tony Stark sunglasses that control this defense system where he can launch surveillance or attack drones from space at any point as he sees fit. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, Stark. You, you still got bad ideas even to death. Yes. Like... Uh, which actually, I mean, Edith is uh, what even even dead. Even dead I, I'm, I'm the hero. I'm the hero. Yeah, that's the acronym. Yeah, Jesus. Gone but not forgotten. You know, Tony yeah. Stark. Um, because we get a real funny, uh, a real funny sequence on a bus, where uh, a lot like uh, what was his suit? Was it was it Betty? Not Betty. What was his suit in Homecoming? No, no, no. Jeffrey Connelly played Betty in the first Hulk movie. That's what you're thinking yes. of. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think it was Karen. How would I say? Whatever, whatever it was, he has this real fun, you know, kill mode, you know, uh, lethal mode activated, uh, and all this in Homecoming. Here, it's a a scene like that with Edith, where he wants to, uh, he wants something erased from Brad's phone because he got a picture. Oh, well, that's uh, rewind. That don't just say that. Like we no? have to talk about this photo. Okay, because, go through it. All right. Well, so, so we have to go back. So Peter actually turns down because they say, "Hey, let's go. We're going to whatever country to fight this next elemental." And Peter's like, "No, I want to be on my trip. I'm not ready for this." And they kind of accept that. Oh, I mean, the, Nick Fury's not really accepted it because what he does is you don't, uh, you don't ghost Fury. I know uh, you don't do that. You wake up the next day and the teachers are like, "Oh, it turns out we got a free trip to to Prague." Oh. Uh, you know, so so we're getting this coach that's been paid for, and it's actually one of like Fury's henchmen that are like the, it's the driver holding the sign for the class, and Peter's like, oh, he's hijacked our our trip, and when they get to this rest stop, this female agent grabs Peter into like a side room, this uh, next to all the where all the bathrooms are and stuff, and says, hey, you said you couldn't be seen in your typical suit because people would put it together like you're Spider Man because between the trip to Washington Monument in the first movie and then this, they'd maybe put it together yeah. that, that Peter Parker Spider Man. So here's your your noir, you know, stealth suit, and she's like, right, see if it fits. Strip now, and she's like very adamant, and he's like, no, I don't think I really, no, strip now, right? So he starts taking down his pants, and it's why he's got them around his ankles. That Brad, his rival for MJ, walks in, sees him with his pants at his ankles next to this attractive blonde woman, and snaps a photo. Um, so this is the photo that he's trying to erase from Brad's phone yeah. with the tech. And and yeah, and Edith ends up activating uh, a drone that tries to blow up Brad on yes, the bus. Because and Peter has to snap into action because to distract everybody. Peter, like an idiot, says, yes, he's a target. What do yeah. you think target means, Peter? Come on now. <laughs> 
come on now. Actually, can we pause right now? I have to go back to something because we don't even really talk about Aunt May stuff that much. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of maybe dating happy. They seem to be like spelling at each other when Peter yes. phones her. He's he's around at the shelter helping her. You know, doing these things. But we have to talk about the fact that she throws a banana at him and it hits him in the face, which is really funny. It's basically if you could dodge a wrench, you could oh, dodge no. a ball right and she she says what you can dodge a bullet but not a banana which is a really funny line and that's when she decides to coin because we've not really called it spider sense in this movie yet we've not called it spider sense in this universe and he's like you've got that thing where you could sense things your tingle your peer tingle she calls it and he's not very happy about this i just want to thank the writers and marissa tamai for giving me something to call when I get horny. So from henceforth, I will refer to my horniness as a Peter Tingle. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that it plays with that, uh, of the whole, the tingle, because it, it's on and off at certain points, which I, I like that uh, when, when we get into Mysterio, like in the comics, because of what he does, uh, it, it messes with the, the spider sense. So here, you know, this showing that it's a little bit off right now, you know, because he's got other things on well, his mind. I was kind of reading that in this movie, where they're, 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 they're kind of playing with how the rules work in this universe mm-hmm. compared to what versions we've seen before. It felt to me in this movie like he has to kind of trust it. Like, it doesn't just work yeah. automatically. He has to actually right. give himself over to it and, like, trust that it's working. And that's ultimately how he defeats Mysterio at the end, obviously, is mm-hmm. he, he trusts his spider sense to discern what is real and what's not. And he, that's how he wins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but no, so so yeah, we have this fun sequence on the on the, on the bus with the with the stopping the drone, and there's a really cool slow motion bit where he has to like jump out the sunroof and like you know web the drone and then jump back in in a split second whilst everyone's looking for goats. Um, what well, was Tim on the bus? Is that where they thought this would work? It's like goats yeah. over there. <laughs> there's goats. <laughs> High school class really interested in those goats. Yeah, I mean they're European goats, like. But yeah. Oh yeah, so different. <laughs> so um, different. But yeah, so we get all that. They end up in Prague. The Mysterio, uh, and and or Pete helps out Mysterio, and we get a little bit of Mysterio like one on one time with him and Peter, and you know Gyllenhaal's killing it. I, I'm a little bit biased. I really like Gyllenhaal. He's he's up in my top like favorite actors. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna be awesome in this role. Uh, I still put him behind Michael Keaton. I think it's a uh, Keaton had a lot more fun. I think as as Vulture, um, but here he really opens up to Peter, and you get the sense that Pete needs a mentor. You know, he's he's raw still from from Stark. We don't know really much with Uncle Ben, which I love the restraint there. You know. Um, yeah, he he um, yeah, he's looking for a mentor, and I think we'll get more Uncle Ben stuff as time goes on, as he has yeah. to deal with his past and whatnot. But yeah. he um, yeah, he speaks to Mysterio first, and then the big fight happens. Of course, he has to ditch MJ at the opera um, yeah. because <laughs> because Nick Fury <laughs> apparently we... setting tickets for the opera. Yeah, so they go to Prague, and the kids are all excited because there's like this night light festival. Yeah, the biggest party in the world. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. like Mardi Gras. And they're all excited to go, and uh, Martin Starr comes in, and he's like, hey, and I got us all tickets to the opera. <laughs> and the kids are all bummed out, and they go there, and there's no one at the opera, because they're all out the, yeah. out of the, the night festival. And, and yeah, 
Um, it's pretty good. And so, yeah, so so Pete's going, and we get a real fun sequence with the fire, um, the the fire titan or whatever they're called, uh, elementals. Um, but don't, isn't this where Ned and Betty sneak out to? Yeah, they sneak out. MJ sneaks out after, try to like find out where Peter's went. Um, yep. They end up in the, 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 the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel and Peter's kind of mad at him uh, and then Betty's like is that Spider-Man and he's like eh, no that's uh, that's uh, a night monkey it's night monkey the night monkey yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a running joke um, and of course MJ like sees like a, a thing fall out of the, the fight uh, which comes yeah. relevant in a minute um, so the key things here because I mean, the fight's fun enough uh, there's some good stuff happening mm-hmm. uh, but the key things are the scenes that take place after there's two big scenes that take place after for me in Prague one is of course the scene where they have the heart to heart in the bar and Peter does the dumbest hero thing in the world he hands over this weapon system to the bad guy I mean he doesn't know it's the bad guy yet but I mean no. even if you you, you don't barely know this guy don't give it to him yeah. why, why do you think he's going to be give it to Fury before you give it to, yeah. to Beck like yeah. come on Pete you dumb kid. Yeah, that's this felt so silly. And he, he goes out, and then like you know, some of the people in the bar disappear. It's all digital and like a, a creation. Mm-hmm. And then Gyllenhaal starts laughing, and we find out that he actually helped design the, the 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 augmented reality tech that Tony Stark had in Civil War, and yep. the all the tech that's being used. It's Tony Stark drones that are causing the damage and projecting the the the, the CG. Um, yep. You know, it's all special effects. I I love I do love that he's got a team. I love that he has an entire production team that are putting this together. And the idea that he yeah. wants to put on an Avengers level event so that the world will love him because they'll see him as this hero. Yeah. Um, and and that because he felt that Stark was wasting the potential of this tech just by being Iron Man. That that you can get so much, which is this weird hazy argument where you're like. Man, you're you're a little bit nuts, and then you find out he's like, well, yeah, Stark didn't trust me. Said I was unstable. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this checks out. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, getting the impression there, uh, old Misty, that you're a bit unstable. Yeah. And so, and this is what I so there was so much stuff that that I was hearing on the internet when when this first trailer dropped. It was Mysterio, and you know the multiverse word got dropped in there, and like, or maybe he's a hero, and they're gonna do something different. I was like, no, look, I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, but I know my comic lore enough. To know that in his first appearance, Mysterio masqueraded as a hero for a jewel heist yeah. in order to steal the jewels. Um, Which, um, a, for, just, uh, for, just for reference, there's a yeah. neat, neat little Easter egg where he refers to this universe as 616. Yep. So Marvel Which, fans can have that moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so and he's a stage, uh, stage magician. He's a uh, special effects artist in Stuntman in the comics. So I was like... All of those monsters, this is the from the first trailer I got. I feel all those monsters are just his tech. And whatever his tech is, that's what's causing the problem. Pete's going to figure this out, and now we have a villain. So I was not expecting him to be so intrinsically tied to Stark. Yeah. Um, and so that was a nice little curveball, I thought. Um, and and his overall motivations and, and whatever. And we get to see some of the people on his team we're also there for other moments in, in Iron Man lore. Yeah, Joe, you know what's weird though is they did this thing where they showed Gyllenhaal like behind stage at the Civil War yeah. thing where Tony Stark was speaking at. And then they did the thing with the one guy where he was with uh, a Stain in the, the first yep. movie, the first Iron Man. And I thought it was going to keep doing that, but then for the next like three yeah. people that he, he, he pointed out, it didn't do a little flashback. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, mm. do it for them all. Like, CG them into old movies. <laughs> don't go, don't, yeah. Don't half ass, you know, three things where you can full ass one thing. Yeah. 
it was no, just it was weird because they did it for two in a row and then just had three without and it just it felt a bit odd yeah. to me I, was, I thought i thought we were gonna be like okay this guy was in iron man 2 and this woman was in yeah. iron man 3 and this woman was in you know avengers 2 or whatever like yeah but no i didn't do any of that um, so and then the other big scene of course is that peter comes to mj and you know they they agree to go out and they're all kind of excited about it and they go outside and they're walking over the bridge because they're they're going to paris anymore so he can't ask her on the, yep. the tower so he wants to do it on the on the bridge and he's about he's you know i've got something to tell you and she's like you're spider-man and he's like what no i'm not that's stupid <laughs> um and she, you know she's just fair out and I, I think this for this version of mg i think this this way of her finding out is actually makes sense um mm-hmm. because we're definitely i think the mcu in general has not really had a lot of secret identities it's something that they kind of have, have avoided for the most part spider-man's kind of unique and he's the one character who kind of has that um yeah I mean, for now <laughs> I mean, at the end of the, yeah the very end of the very first of these movies iron man tony just yells i'm iron man yeah you so know? it's not been a thing in this universe um but i think given how arguably more grounded they want to treat the secret identity thing it makes sense that some people around them just kind of figure it out so yeah because uh, you know may already knows and she typically doesn't know until much later if she's ever going to find out um but they obviously she shows them the thing uh with the webbing on it and it turns out to be one of the projectors from the drones so they see like parts of the the projection in the sky mm-hmm. and peter all clicks together and he's like you know what screw this all right mj you're right i'm spider-man we have to this is serious yeah. the villain's got this tech now we have to go deal with us um and, th- and this leads of course to him you know rushing off and I do kind of like uh, Ned being like, um, oh, you, you're in the secret too now. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I knew first and for longer, but I mean, it's not a competition or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like too that there's a dilemma that Pete feels like, was she watching, was she taking interest in me because me or because she thought I was Spider-Man? Yeah. And, and there's this thing that's hanging above them, you know? Uh, so, so I like that. Again, it's this teen stuff that goes in with the superheroes that balances it well. Yeah, I because you go know, from here. This is where the movie, the action, the movie starts really picking mm-hmm. up because, uh, you know, he 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 goes off to try to Germany. Spider Man does away from the team. You know, he he gets an excuse made up. What he's he's staying with relatives in in, in Prague or whatever, yep. um, and he goes off and he, we end up having this thing where it's not really Nick Fury, it's not really Maria Hill, it's all just an illusion from Mysterio. And he ends up probably the, the biggest mystery we've seen in the movie is where he really just kicks Spider Man's ass with illusions because Spider Man doesn't yep. know where he is. He's you know he thinks he's falling through places, but he's actually just landing on the floor. He you know he ends up getting hit yep. by a train at the end, of course, uh, and it pulls a couple of swerves where you think Fury's the one real element here, but then it turns out Fury's yep. not real either, and all of it's just an illusion and it's, it's full on mysterious I, th- I think for mysterio fans this was this was the scene mm-hmm. this was the scene that's okay they're realizing yeah. what mysterio can be on screen yeah uh you know he, he's in our group a friend of mine rob he he told me before he saw this that he's a big mysterio fan and i was like buddy who's a big mysterio fan and again i haven't read too many of the comics but if there's scenes like this in the comics i get it because this this scene in particular made me see just how much of a, a threat Mysterio can be. Yeah. Um, so he ends up in a trade. He ends up in... Oh, where does he end up? He ends up in the Netherlands. Netherlands, that was they're it. Like, which, shout out to boy. Um, if, if everyone's this nice, I need to go to the Netherlands. Yeah, that's the because... joke here. Is everyone's really nice. Yeah. Even the, the drunk football hooligans that are in the, the, the jail cell with him, uh, they're very nice to him and give him a shirt because he look cold. <laughs> 
Right. He's, he looks cold. He's in his, his, his tattered uniform. Uh, they're like, are you army or something? Cause he's in the, um, he's in the, the, uh, stealth suit, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And so they give him a shirt. He breaks the lock out of the, the jail. It's basically a drunk tank. And they think, you know, Oh no, we, we, we can't leave. So they lock themselves back in. Yeah. There's a little the touch. Cell. There's a little touch with one of the police officers is wearing his mask that they've obviously taken yeah. off of him, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but I love it because he up because he's out in like the market or whatever. And he goes up to this random mm-hmm. guy and says, "Hey, can I can I have your phone or can I use your phone?" And the guy just says, "Yeah, yeah sure," and hands it over to him without even asking him yeah. what he needs it for. And he's like, "Man, everyone's yeah. so nice here." So he calls Happy, and Happy comes in in a, in a Stark jet to like pick him up yeah. and gives him a bit of a pep talk. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, okay, you've missed this up, but we need to stop. You know, he's going to London. He's going to try and do all this big stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He thinks you're dead. What are we going to do? And he's like, well, I need a suit. Uh, so he's like, oh, go make a suit. So we have this moment where Happy kind of stares at him with a smile on his face because it looks like Tony because he's, he's like moving the holograms around as he's building his suit and yep. the, the, the the digital printer or whatever it is. And um, he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll handle the music. And he puts on ACDC. Um, and I guess, I guess a big laugh because Peter's like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a neat little moment uh, which kind of hits home what they're going for in terms of like stepping up into like Tony's shoes and like being the mm-hmm. big hero. Uh, and obviously the kids are all in London at this point. And uh, that, that's where the big finale of the movie takes place. And, uh, you know, Maria Hill and Nick Fury are there. And yeah, we have this these big illusions taking place. But this time though, on this side of it, we get um Mysterio just directing for you know, no one sees yeah. him. The Mysterio flying around the sky blasting at the the things is just a bit of CG. That's all it is. Yep. It's CG. He's uh, on this bridge, he's surrounded by like a like a regiment of drones, you know, to protect him. Uh and at this point Peter knows like what the MO is. So he's he's gotta find where he's directing from. Basically, he's gotta find the directing truck. Yeah, uh, you know the satellite. And uh, while all this damage is going on, because we saw that that's what's causing all the damage is the, you know, the drones just shooting up the place basically. So like the the potential for you know collateral damage here has never been higher. Uh, yeah. Because. Uh, now he has an unlimited supply, Mysterio does. Yeah, and Happy... Uh, these you know, Stark drones. The one moment from Act 3 that I remember on the trailer is Happy saying, I work with Spider-Man, then the, the, the plane blowing yeah. up. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. so he ends up teaming with the kids and they try to help. And obviously, Ned in, and, and MJ tower. know who's... You know, know that he's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. so they know what's going on. Um, everyone else is just freaking out. I, I love Happy trying to throw the shield from the, the coat arms... Uh, and yep. be like, how does Cap do that, damn it? Because <laughs> it just kind of like... That's pretty good. You know. Well, he's like, uh, I got the spear to protect us. And that's like, actually, that's a halberd. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love nerd. all of that. <laughs> well, just, just the happy's out of his element, right? Like, yes, he's the head of security, but he's not used to being around all these kids. And his passport is password. And, yes, and his password is password. He's the head of Stark security, but his passport is password. Uh, he goes, what, yeah, because that whole who's on first... Uh, between him and Pete, yeah. it's pretty great. Um, and then we get some fun scenes with Hill and uh, and uh, Fury because Mysterio's trying to take them out. Basically, anyone who can give up his secret. So he's going after Ned. He's going after MJ and Hill and uh, and Fury. Yeah. And it feels so th- throughout the movie. It feels like Fury's just like yes, he's a super spy, but he doesn't have that mojo anymore. So you're like, wow, the snap really must have messed with him. Yeah. Well, the uh, the one the one line of dialogue. Uh, that sticks out once you get to the post credit scene you find out what's really going on 
is yeah. when Spider-Man's listed, oh, where, where's Thor? Where's Hulk? Where's, you know, Captain Marvel? Where, and when he says Captain Marvel, Fury goes, don't ev- invoke her name, right? Yeah. And that actually makes way more sense when you find out who it really is at the end of the but, movie. Yeah, yeah. the whole stuff with Fury and Hill makes a ton more sense once that, that post-credit comes through. But we'll get there. Well, I just want to say... Do you know what's neat about it, though? It, just from a thematic standpoint, is that it plays into the theme of the movie, which is about illusions. And, you know, because it ties... Exactly. So even though it's a good illusion because it's not anyone bad trying to, like, yep. get away with something, it's, like, you know, right. it's just it's neat. Yeah, well, and that, that's what I was going to get to, is uh, they seem to get their mojo back during this fight, too, because they do this really cool bait-and-switch with Fury and Hill with, with the rocket launcher taking out, you know, some of the uh, some of the drones and stuff. And you're like, oh, cool, this is this is back. Um, and, and we get the ultimate moment where, where Pete has to trust his, his Peter Tingle, right? Yeah, and, Peter Tingle. Always and, trust the Peter Tingle. So never, never right? led me astray. No, that, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so he, uh, which is what you want to see, uh, with, with Spider-Man versus Mysterio and they're up on the bridge and, um, you know, uh, and, and, in in typical spider villain fashion, Mysterio is responsible for his own demise. Um, yeah, um, but I do, I do like that he actually tries to trick Peter one last time because Peter obviously yeah. runs down the bridge, dodging all the drones. I mean, I will say, if there's a complaint about the third act, I think the action is quite big and it does look quite good. Yeah. I think the, the one complaint you could have is that there is maybe an element of... Just Peter fighting a lot of drones is maybe a little... Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's not the same as fighting like a big villain. You know, it's, it's, it's drones. No. He's fighting a lot of drones, no. and he's taking it. You know, it almost feels but, like it feels like one of those side quests you would do in the video game where you have to take out drones yeah. really quickly. <laughs> so he's he's doing that. Those ones that I hated, where you have to chase the taskmaster. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Drones. Oh, I hated all those. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Shout out to the game here with with Aunt May running the shelter. I thought that was cool. Mm. And even um, the even the mid credits scene kind of reminded me of the game a little bit as well. A, a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I leaned over to my wife and go, "I've done that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "Enough out of you." Um, oh, but you know, yeah, because uh, and there's some fun moments in here with like Ned saying, "Oh no, it's all an illusion. Nothing will actually hurt us." And then the bus like completely blows up once they leave the bus yeah. and, and things like that. Um, but you know, obviously Peter like saves the day. He gets to Mysterio. And Mysterio appears to die, but he's Mysterio, right? So, like, it could again be an illusion. He's he's playing it. Yep. Because one of the best theories I've seen online for the potential third movie is that we could actually get a Sinister Six. Because if Mysterio's faked his death, right, we, we, ha- we set up Scorpion mm-hmm. last movie, Um, you know, teased him. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was there, uh, you know. Um, the, the old Matt Gargan was there, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, um, so we're so we're, we're teasing that Vulture. Um, Vulture. I don't know why he would. He seems like to turn over a new leaf at the end. But I mean, maybe you know he could flip back. Um, yeah. Maybe you bring in Doc Hawk as the leader. He's the one new villain next to the movie, and have him lead the the, the squad. Well, and then you know yeah. throw in a rain or someone. Well, here was another disappointment I had too was the the lack of of Oscorp I expected, and this might just be because of the game and how much Oscorp is is a part of that. I just expected, you know, there was that in the trailer, the the Avengers Tower mm. is getting rebuilt and it looks like someone's moving in. And unless I missed it, um, I didn't see that scene in, in the movie. No, I don't, um, I don't see it. Um, so, but I expected Oscorp to be on that building. You know all what right. I mean? I, I, I never, 
I was for for whatever reason I was never expecting any Oscorp stuff. But I mean, uh, see, I yeah. just expected them to seed it a little bit through. But after again, after Amazing Spider-Man and those. I kind of get trying to get away. Yeah. From 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 that. Um, of, of of course, uh, after the fight, MJ actually runs away to go and see Spider Man to go see Peter, mm-hmm. uh, and they have the the proper first kiss, um, where she she just kisses him really quickly when he's like talking, and you know, there's a sweet little scene. Uh, it does does what it's supposed to do, um, and of course, you know, everyone's saved and everyone goes home and it's happily ever after. Not that we actually see that necessarily, but we we cut back no, to. Yeah. We cut back to uh, you know them landing in the airport, and we see that Ned <laughs> and Betty have split up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've obviously glossed over because we didn't really want to mention every single time they spoke to each other. But there's just a lot in this movie of Ned speaking to Peter and then quickly going, "Okay, oh, I have to go, coming, babe," and you know things like yeah. that, and just little moments sprinkled throughout just to give yeah, it that. And then they get back, and and Pete's like, "Oh yeah, we can go on a double date," and and he's like, "Oh no, we're not together anymore." <laughs> Yeah, we we grew too far apart on the plane ride home, and it was just you know, we decided to do other things, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so you know, and we we have a funny scene where he asks uh, May and Happy if they're if they're seeing each other, and they give yep. different answers, and then they're not really sure. Yep. She's like, "Oh, it's like a flang," but he's like, oh, "Is it still a flang?" and it's very unclear. I'm okay with them running with this joke uh, next movie. Oh, me too. So I keep going for it. Yeah. Um, but the big thing at the end, though, the movie ends with Peter um, taking MJ for a swing. And notably here, though, I liked how it started on the, the, the bridge in front of uh, Grand Central, because that's where the Avengers formed. Yep. It was, it was nice to sort of use that same location. Uh, yep. Especially since Spider-Man, more than any other hero, you think of him as New York's hero, right? Even though a lot of them as, are in New as- York. Yeah, as he is Manhattan's hero. Yeah, like he protects the the Steel Canyons and and all of this and web slings through the city. And... So so notably though, this is the first time I think in either of the movies we see him swinging in Manhattan from skyscrapers. Yeah. It feels, and that's what I'm talking about, where it feels like he's become Spider Man by the end of this movie, mm-hmm. like the Spider Man we think and know and love. And you know, I love that MJ's not like amazed by the swing. She's like, no, this is terrifying. We're never doing that again. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean, it, it, it reminded me of Superman, like him picking up Lois and oh, yeah. and taking her through Metropolis and whatnot. And it was it was real nice. And yeah, they land in uh, in uh, Times Square. Yeah, although and... that's actually the mid credits because the, the movie that's, that's it, right. it goes to credits with her just streaming mid flight, and then that's right. they land in the mid credits scene and they're about to leave and oh i've got duty and blah blah blah. and then a news bulletin comes on and it mentions oh uh, some footage from from uh mysterio has reached the daily bugle and i was like oh at this point before it cut to the video feed i was like oh this is nice they're using this to set up the daily bugle for the next movie because i've not introduced that yet it's a big part of spider-man that makes sense and i want to say i love that this mid-credit scene was not spoiled for me uh you and me both because uh this came out of nowhere for me and shocked the shit out of me so, so my brother texted me. He saw this before me, which is super rare. Um, and he goes, "Dude, the post credit." I go, "Don't, don't say anything." He goes, "Like, just, just know, it's probably one of the best ones ever." So I'm going in like huge, like what, what MCU shifting thing is going to happen in yeah. this first mid credit, right? And. To, to my brother's credit, I would have never have guessed this. Yeah, no, no, so, no, neither would I. And I, I think, you know, so so it's like, hey, so we're going to go to J. Jonah Jameson to, you know, to, for this scoop. And it up pops on the screen, J.K. freaking Simmons. And 
Joe, you know, this is the first time, to my knowledge, uh, in, in any of these movies where someone has came back to reprise a role yep. from a previous version that's you know out of continuity now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I should do a lot of this, but if there was one character out of any of these Marvel movies that you should have just brought the actor back from the previous versions, it's J.K. Simmons yep. because yep. he was perfect. Like I have a lot of problems with those Raimi Spider-Man movies. I think mm-hmm. a lot of those characters are miscast. The one that I do not think that He's about not one of is J.K. Simmons. He is perfect yeah. in that role. Um, and it reminds yeah. me of the video Ooh. game because it was like, you know, he's in the city and it comes on like a news building because in, in the game you're hearing the podcast come on. He's, from what I gather here, he has a, a streaming show where he's Alex Jones at Jace, right? Yeah. He gets on there, he whips people up into a frenzy, which I think in this day and age is perfect because... As we get more into technology, a newspaper publisher doesn't seem to have that much teeth, mm-hmm. right, for, for stirring up the public. But a, a YouTube show guy for the dailybugle.net sure as hell does. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they still have a paper, but yeah, he's got he's got this. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, this is where his outreach comes from. <laughs> it's my cat trying to escape. Um, but, um, but yeah, and, and just hearing that voice... I was a big proponent if they were going to go with classic, you know, newspaper editor style J. Jonah Jameson. I kind of wanted Ice Cube kind of as his role <laughs> as Cube. the captain from <laughs> from uh, 22 Jump Street where he's just cranky and cantankerous and he yells it at the new staff, you know. That said, I'm never going to be mad at J.K. Simmons because he is J. Jonah Jameson to me. Nah. Like, this was such a genuine surprise. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I, I, I did not see it coming. It was it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final post credit scene at the end, um, we get the reveal that well, Nick... Oh. Did, well, did you say what J. Jonah Jameson Oh, that's a good point. About? Yeah, I should probably mention yeah. that. I'll be honest, this is the weird thing. Even though it's a big deal, it's overshadowed by yeah. the fact that J.K. Simmons is there. And uh, he, yeah. Basically, the video from Mysterio reveals that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and they put his photo on the news. And that he killed Mysterio. And, and they say he killed that, Mysterio. So yeah. this, this is the big moment. So we end the movie with Spider-Man being outed. So that shakes Holy things up. Shit. That shakes things up. And I never yeah. noticed it myself, um, but people did point out that there's like a, a hit, like in the background, there's like a, a one, two, three, uh, like what's coming next kind of sign. That, you know, it's basically phase four is coming. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, right. nice. looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, so that's a big deal. And then the final post credit scene reveals that uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill were in fact... Because this is the thing. People from the trailers were speculating that it wasn't really Nick Fury yeah. and it was like Mysterio yeah. was up to something or maybe Chameleon yeah. or someone. And it turns out they weren't really Nick Fury and Maria Hill, but it was the Skrulls from Captain Marvel who are allies now. It's Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, yep, and it's he, Talos. He calls Nick Fury to be like, "Hey, so things, um, you know, I've been doing a reasonable job, but I did kind of mess <laughs> up, uh, you know. So, so things got a bit shady, but it's all sorted out now." <laughs> I, I, I gotta watch Captain Marvel again. I love Talos. This version of Talos, where he's like middle manager, yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's fine. Those are domestically not, but nothing that you normally can handle. Yeah. Just his casualness. And it, cuts, it, it cuts to Nick Fury and he's on the phone and it looks like he's on like a beach. And I was like, is yeah. this Tahiti? They did like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tie in here. Um, and he gets up and it's just a screen and he walks off. He's in space. They're on a giant space station um, yeah. working on something. Yeah. He's, he, it looks like he has command of a scroll ship. Um, and he's he's out there. My, immediately, my immediate thought 
was Kree Scroll War. Like this is where we're going for Phase Four. That's the underlying. Um, I mean, I know we're getting uh, you know various space things in the next phase from mm-hmm. what's been rumored, um, and I. And also, I wonder if this explains why so many of the other heroes are unavailable and off Earth. Is it because yep. they're out there with Fury doing things, you know? Um, um, but yeah, and, and the Captain Marvel line completely lands when you realize it's Talos and yeah. how much that, that she means to him, especially now because it's been like, you know, 25 years they've been working together. That's true, um, yeah. And, and I, I like that. And I just love the idea that the scrolls aren't bad. Like, it's it's a very Star Trek thing to... to put out there like all the race are one things because you know the original star trek show had you know a limited budget right you couldn't get that into it but the fact like not all scrolls are bad and not all kree are bad and it gets into this murky thing that i feel it's perfect for the kree scroll war now yeah i mean that's something uh, star trek did over time um you know by the time you yeah. get to next gen you had good klingons by the time you yeah. had you know so yeah. on and so forth um, um no so I'll tell you what I like though. I like that the end, that the mid credit scenes especially. I like that that makes it very because if you were worried that the Sony deal with Marvel was about to run out and they weren't going to have any yep. Spider Man anymore, I think the way they have this scene set up more stuff is a clear indication that they expect to have more Spider Man. They expect to have more yep. Spider Man MCU movies. They expect to have Spider Man in more Avengers or whatever movies. Um, and that's it's comforting. Box office. It's uh, it's it's right now, according to Wiki, is at five hundred eighty million. Oh, it's doing um, fine. It's it's not it's not it's yeah. So Sony would be a feel foolish if they're like, no, it's mine now. It's and that's after again. what five days? Five days of release. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I feel like this might scrape past a billion. This might do sort of Captain Marvelish numbers. Um, mm-hmm. given the post Endgame bump and given that they've kind of re re uh reconstructed the Spider Man um like reputation i guess we'll see because mm-hmm. obviously it was kind of hurt after amazing spider-man 2 so homecoming was almost dampened in a little way because yep. the uh the reputation was in the gutter a little bit but um hey um also real quick by the way i looked up mysterio and you're like oh the fishbowl they've created hundreds of characters his first appearance is an amazing spider-man 13 so Fair point. That, that was early Fair that, point. that was early um <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad but you yeah. mentioned that because the comments were going to give me hell over that. Be like, oh, yeah. it was issue 13. Oh. I, I got you back there. Um, um, no, I mean, I think the movie's really solid. I think um, it's hard to like. I think I probably like Homecoming just a, a little bit more, even though I like what it does with the relationships in this movie. And I think it's just because the core arc for Homecoming, where Peter, you know, finds his strength, I find yeah. just a little bit more emotional and compelling. Because you know cool. that that moment when Peter like turns his back from the dance and like goes to save the day, even though it's ruining his like childhood kind of thing, yeah. like that moment like really hit for me. And then the cool. moment where he has to pick up the the you know the building that's fell on top of, Off him. of him, yeah, yeah, he's yelling for help. It gives me chills still. Yeah, thinking about it, it's a beautiful scene. If that one was about him finding his strength, I feel this one's very much rooted in identity because of of all of the you know the stuff with Mysterio and Fury and people finding out about Peter and all of this stuff. I definitely feel. That's the underlying uh, theme of this one. So, but no, I just, I'm glad to have really good Spider-Man movies and people can stop pretending that Spider-Man 2 is really good. Like, <laughs> so, I didn't like that movie when I first saw it and I don't like it, you know, it's weird. It's silly. Like, yeah. As good action scenes as J.K. Simmons. Yeah. I'll give it those. Yeah. I'll give it those things. Um, um, also, you're talking about the casting in those Raimi movies. 
they had the 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 temerity to cast a a blonde as a redhead and then a redhead as a blonde later <laughs> with with MJ and Gwen Stacy. Like, come on. Yeah, Ugh. I think I mean. Spider-Man's in a really good place right now between this and Homecoming and then Spider-Verse, which, you know, arguably is better than both, you know, MCU movies. Like, yeah. you know, Spider-Man's in a really good place, the best place it's been in a while. And then you add on the video game that came out last year. It's a good time to be a Spider-Man fan. Uh, I'm reading a Spider-Man comic for the first time in forever with Friendly Neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, from our, our friend Tom Taylor. Or friend. He's not <laughs> a friend. Our... Uh, our, our favorite, I should say. I don't have um, the jingle set up on this version of the No, it's fine. Thingy, I'm just saying, so I can't play you know. it. But yeah, there's a jingle yeah. on other shows. I want you to know that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's good for Spider-Man right now. And um, I mean, Spider-Verse turned me into a full-on Spider-Man fan. So yeah. this only keeps it going. As much as I loved Homecoming, it was Spider-Verse. And I had to restrain myself from watching it on Netflix because once I open that bottle, the, it's going to be the, oh, let's fall asleep watching Spider-Verse, mm. you know. No, it's good. It's good type. I think in this movie again, it has an arc for Peter, uh, which is really defined in the middle. It gives the supporting cast a lot of fun bits. Uh, the action is pretty enjoyable. The villain, I think, got a lot more interesting once we got to the uh, he is actually just directing a, a production <laughs> to to make mm-hmm. it look like he's a hero. Once he got to that point, I actually really liked him as a villain. Um, it did make the first half with him feel a little bit like, okay, we're going through the motions because I know you're going to eventually turn out to be evil. Yeah. Um, so it, it did make that, that half of the movie just a little bit slower in terms of the main plot, although the, the teen stuff I still loved. Um, mm-hmm. So if we're rating the movie out of 10, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm giving it an 8.5. Uh, I'm also going to give it an 8.5, which is exactly what I gave Homecoming. I think I like Homecoming a smidge more because I think the core arc for Peter is a little bit better, but uh, I think they're both really solid and there's not much in it. Because um, I, 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 I don't think I went... I mean, maybe someone will go look at the old review and tell me I did give it a 9. I don't think I did. I, maybe I did and I've forgotten. I'd probably give it an 8.5 now, um, but I'd still give this one an 8.5. So um, there we go. I didn't. I wasn't putting my ratings down on, on the 2017 lists, so... I can't tell you what I gave it, but you, you, it was probably high because I grade high. You'd have to just so. go back and look at the review. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure. I'm sure you're yeah. on the video giving it. Um, but that is a, that is a review of Spider-Man: Far From Home. So hopefully uh, you had some enjoyment there, and uh, you know have some thoughts and feelings that you wish to share in the comments you can like and subscribe all that stuff if you want to support the show you can do that a number of ways Uh, like and subscribing of course but you can also rate the show on your podcast app apple Podcasts, whatever you're using Uh, you can support us financially by going to patreon.com slash mailfuzz tv where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses extras and all sorts of things and voting rates and and so on uh you can of course go and check out some merchandise over our, st- our spread shirt stores there's links to the, both the us and the uk stores in the description so go and have a look at all that and uh support us in any way you want uh but all of it helps uh keep the shows uh, happening basically uh so uh do all that as for promo- promoting all the stuff we do we have two other dedicated movie podcasts that are weekly uh, that you can check out there's a horror movie podcast called screams after midnight with myself and tim uh where we do some really big shenanigans and schlocky horror b movies and classics and all sorts of things and um, we'll have a review of midsummer that'll be the next episode uh, going up in a couple of days time um so check that out we also have a sci-fi movie podcast with myself and tara uh similar idea but with sci-fi movies uh some schlock some great classics uh, and everything in between so uh check that out too uh, that's, that's called the Atomic Cinema Experiment, the ACE. I should say mm-hmm. the name. The name's the important part. 
and I kind of yeah, didn't see it's a real it. Important part. Uh, so that is uh, that is the show. That is one point twenty one gigawatts. That has been our Spider Man Far From Home review. Uh, it's a while before the next comic book movie, but there'll probably be other stuff before then we're talking about. I think. Um, so we'll we'll see what comes out and when we're back uh, to talk about a big release. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And remember, if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.